I've got tea. I've got cookies. No cake. The owls won't see us in here. Shut your eyes and you'll burst into flames. Wait for the tea. The fish aren't running. You're two days late. Clues may be cold as the tea, but that's your concern. My log saw something, something significant. Drink first and be ready for the truth. My husband was a logging man. He met the devil. The devil took the form of fire. Fire is the devil hiding like a coward in the smoke. Shh, let me do the talking. Dark, laughing. The owls were flying. Many things were blocked, laughing. Two men, two girls, flashlights in the woods passed by over the ridge. The owls were near. The dark was pressing in on her. Quiet then, a gentle wind, footsteps. Later, one man passes by. All quiet, screams far away. Terrible, terrible, one voice. Further up, over the ridge, the owls were silent. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Tuesday, June 1st, and today we're looking for clean rooms reasonably priced. But not at the Great Northern, at the Great Southern, rather, and we'll dig into this Twin Peaks fan fest with a couple of the panelists. John Thorne, creator and editor of Wrapped in Plastic magazine, and Brad Dukes, author of The Oral History of Twin Peaks. John was a guest of this program for episode number 171, and Brad for 182. It really is a treat to have them here together. How are you guys doing today? Doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, doing great. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. So let's let's just start in a weird spot. We'll start with you, John. I know Wrapped in Plastic considered more than just Twin Peaks. Um, what did you think? Did you happen to watch the latest season of The X-Files, and what did you think about it? <laughs> uh, I'll make this quick. I watched some of it. And uh, I think Craig Miller, who we have to mention, was also the co-creator and editor of Wrapped in Plastic with me. He was a bigger fan, I think, than I was. So I, um, I just have never really had a great interest in it. Parts of it were fascinating, intriguing, and I liked, and other parts sort of left me cold. So I, it, it didn't really do a lot for me. Did you watch it, Brad? I watched the pilot of the X-Files on Netflix a long time ago, and it, I don't know, it was okay, but I've honestly never seen anything else. Interesting. Okay. Well, then, moving on. <laughs> well, I, I will say, I know there's a big crossover of the fan between Twin Peaks and, and the X-Files, uh, and so uh, I always tread cautiously when I talk about the X-Files, uh, so I... I I assume there's quite a few people, and I think I've heard quite a few people were quite happy to have it back on. Well, many people who are big fans of the X-Files don't realize that David Duchovny was part of the Twin Peaks cast, necessarily. Right. Maybe they will find that out again as the next season or the new series of Twin Peaks uh, returns and we see Duchovny again. So, 
And so what do we know about the new season at this point in time? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Brad probably knows more about it than I do. I know very, very little. So I'll let Brad talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I have paid close attention. If information has leaked, I'm probably aware of it. I literally, if something happens, if David Lynch sneezes on set, my mom will send me a text. So, <laughs> I mean, can, do you want to know spoilers or? I do, I do not. So uh, I will hang up the phone. <laughs> well, that's the question that I have, though, because so initially it seemed like we weren't supposed to look and we weren't supposed to tell. And David Lynch says, don't you dare say anything about anything. But then it seemed like recently there was this press release saying, hey, here's the cast. And it seems like, do you, Brad, do you know what's up? Is is um, is it okay to know who's in the cast now or what's the story? Yeah, I mean, I really think the only information you should take at uh, face value is if it comes from Lynch and Frost and Showtime. Because they've only really given us three or four pieces of information, uh, including that, you know, mammoth cast listing so that's not a spoiler they have gone out and broadcast that information it and there were 217 names on that cast list is that right something like that yeah do you think that was intentional when they do so so i'm my i'm a synchronicity guy and so room 217 is the same as room 237 it's the 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 room in the shining you're not supposed to go into (laughs) i i think it was uh definitely intentional I read something somewhere that they just wanted to announce the cast and the crew so they could start putting it on their resumes and I guess not having to <laughs> be so evasive and uh, and basically not answer a lot of questions that are coming through. I uh, ran into Alicia Witt, I guess about a month and a half ago before this casting announcement, and I asked her, I was like, are you going to be back on Twin Peaks? And she just looked at me and shrugged our shoulders. <laughs> so I, I think everybody on that list is probably happy that they can say, yes, I am in, I am in Twin Peaks, but they can't really say anything else. Hmm. And then as far as filming goes, is, are they still filming or is it all, is it all uh, into editing now? As far as I know, it's all been uh, shot and it's being edited and, all I know is I was told that it will be a lengthy post-production process. I don't know why, but I think they'll probably be working on it through the rest of the year. Yeah, I've heard that it, it'll come out in 2017? Yes. Okay. This is John. Uh, I think um, I took pretty we're going to see it in 2017, um, particularly because the Mark Frost book um, is going to be released in October, and I think that's a uh, a def- definite, uh, uh, you know, date that's set. It's a definite book that's coming out. I, I'm sure the series will follow um, relatively soon after that. And so, do you think part of the process will be reading this book? Or I mean, so that'll be some kind of uh, continuity between where we were left in the '90s to to now. Uh, I, you know, I, again, I'm going to probably defer to Brad on this. Um, I do know that uh, the book is supposed to fill in a little more of the history of Twin Peaks, <clears throat> maybe even before the original series. 
and I think really what it's going to do is it's going to flesh out the world a lot more and get us into more of the detail uh, and background of the characters and the place itself. Uh, I don't know really how much it will bridge the gap between uh, the old series and the new. Do you know, Brad? I don't know for sure, but I have to suspect that, I mean, as excited as I am about this book, I don't think it's going to be anything close to a prerequisite to watch season three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mark yeah. and David are really smart, and I think they would know better than to say, you need to read this book before <laughs> you watch this season yeah. of a television show continuing 25 years later. I think, I mean, and I'm just guessing, I think they have to kind of leave this third season open to new eyes because I think there's going to be a lot of curious viewers who maybe not have, you know, watched Twin Peaks all the way through or even seen the film Firewalk with me. But that's just my opinion. Hmm. I don't remember with which one of you it was, but we were talking about how sometimes David would challenge the casual viewer and so the the rabid fan loves whatever he's doing, but then to the casual viewer, he does something that's too challenging and they'll tune out. I wonder, do you think, where, would <laughs> speculate a bit, do you think he's going to pull any shenanigans right off the bat? We're going to spend like 40 minutes in the red room? Uh, well, uh, this is John. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if I jump in, Brad. Um, no, go. I... Uh, uh, fully expect to be surprised and challenged by Lynch. Um, I think part of this whole, you know, large cast list and extended shooting and perhaps multiple seasons, uh, and as Brad mentioned, um, a lengthy post-production is all because uh, Lynch is um, trying to give us something, you know, she's challenging himself and uh, is, is, is going to, uh, do something different to some extent. I don't think it will be just like watching Twin Peaks was back when it was on ABC. So, um, you know, I just, you know, I remember seeing Fire Walk With Me uh, right after, essentially, the series was over and uh, seeing it with a group of, of diehard fans um, uh, and a number of those fans in the room with me, uh, I had seen, I had an advanced screening. I was able to see an advanced screening and invite some people to it. And um, the reaction was quite mixed. There were a lot of people who really did not like the movie. Um, so, you know, I, I think I've always said, whatever, if, there, if Twin Peaks ever would come back, we should perhaps prepare ourselves for it to be something different than what we have seen before. Uh, that being said, Mark Frost is there. He's going to, I think, keep things... Um, on track so that we have a structured story. Uh, so in that respect, um, hopefully, uh, it will it will resemble uh, you know that kind of that kind of um, narrative momentum that we had, um, particularly in the first season of Twin Peaks. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I've got to say I am expecting craziness because <laughs> if you're going to resurrect Twin Peaks 25 years later you've got to do something different. You can't just rehash everything. And I kind of think about the sequences where Bob kills Maddie or the very final scene of the series where Cooper smashes his face in the mirror. I mean, that is a high bar. And I think Lynch and Frost have got to, I think they're going to be coming back with stuff that is different, but 
is going to meet some of those expectations and exceed some of those wilder moments we originally saw, or else why even bother? <laughs> I, I, I do think getting back to that, that question, I do think there's going to be sequences. Uh, episodes, uh, we just cannot make sense of. Um, uh, certainly on a first viewing, and certainly without the best of the pieces, if we're watching episode four, let's say, of ten episodes, there's going to be material there that just we're going to be pondering perhaps for weeks, perhaps much, much longer, uh, trying to kind of piece it together and figure out what is happening. And it's true of any Lynch film, the first viewing you see, you're oftentimes uh, baffled by, by, what you're, by what you're seeing. And uh, it, repeated viewings and discussion with other people is sort of as a sorting process that helps you figure out maybe what, what one good interpretation might be. I am certain we are going to get that kind of material in the new series. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, I think part of the allure of the first season was that there was this overarching mystery, you know, that kept us. We wanted to know the answer. I wonder if, I mean, if that mystery is, you know, I'm hoping that there is some hook like that in a way. I mean, that was the beauty of, you go way back to the very beginning of Twin Peaks and Mark Frost and David Lynch getting together. I mean, they had this idea, okay, there's a body on the shore and that's going to lead us into dozens and dozens of secret stories of this town. And I think that was what appealed to Lynch uh, but it also gave the story that kind of that kind of you know momentum, like what you know who killed Laura Palmer. Uh, I suspect, uh, but I have no idea. I really don't. I suspect there's going to be some initial um, hook like that. I hope so. Some sort of. I mean, we already have some mysteries to resolve from the the, the original series. And it's like what Brad said a moment ago, we can't really expect everyone who's coming into this show to be fully up to date with, you know, what happened to Audrey in the bank or, you know, so that kind of thing. I hope there's some new hook that will pull all these characters into the story and that there will be that kind of, you know, that kind of momentum that, that will go through it. Yeah, this isn't a spoiler, but I've been told by more than a couple of people that are in the know that this is going to be Dale Cooper's story, and mm. that that makes me very happy. I think and me too. Yeah. I think he's just he's my favorite television character of all time. Of course, I am biased, but there are so <laughs> many interesting sides to that character, and you know, just to know that Kyle McLaughlin is going to get to be that guy again, and yeah, you know, we get to follow him on another adventure. I mean, it is the greatest gift I could ask for. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and so I'm wondering, so Kyle McLaughlin, he can, part of the beauty of Cooper is that he's a serious character with a great sense of humor. I mean, with, <laughs> ain't that the truth, Harry? You know, just little, <laughs> little things like that. I'm wondering, after after he's played the mayor of Portland for so long, I wonder if they'll be able to, especially on Showtime, too, because they can really get dark if they want to. I wonder, you know, if they're going to be able to find that balance between the comedy and, you know, that kind of esoteric, bizarre, 
Lynchian uh, strange world. Uh, well, I, I have no doubt. I think we'll be able to find yeah, that I, character extremely well, and it will be what we've seen. I'm not worried about the humor. I think the humor will definitely be there. They brought back enough people like David Patrick Kelly, who is Jerry Horn. That was, you know, a dark character, but there was also a lot of humor to that. Yeah. So I don't think they would be bringing characters back like that if that wasn't the plan. Yeah. Mm. yeah Lynch has said about Star Walk With Me, I mean, he's actually, he understood it was a very dark film, that it had lost some of the humor of the series. He was aware of that, and, and, and he... Uh, chose that. He didn't, it wasn't, you know, so I made a mistake. He deliberately made it that way. But he, he knew that there was humor, and I think he liked the humorous aspect. Certainly Gordon Cole is one of the funniest characters in Twin Peaks. Gordon Cole will be back in the series. There will be some great, great funny moments there. <laughs> okay, well, we're, we're still... Excited, and I'm glad everything worked out. So then let's move into the Great Southern. What is, remind me, what is the Great Southern? And, you know, tell me all about this thing. Since I went last year, I'll just tell you about my experience. Yeah. It was an, a four-day event held in Richmond, Virginia, in celebration of Twin Peaks. And it, it was mostly uh, put up by in, independent businesses. And, you know, there was a great gathering at the, the Hardywood Brewery where there were concerts and Twin Peaks-themed uh, craft beers. That was a lot of fun. And <laughs> Charlotte Stewart and Kimmy Robertson were there last year who played Betty Briggs and Lucy, respectively. And so it was a grand old time. I had such a good time. I ate so much good food, and I'm excited to get back and, and meet everybody I met last year and hopefully some new people, too. What is there? I'm, I'm curious, why, why Richmond, Virginia? The... Uh, the main organizer of the festival, he is from Virginia, and he's a massive Twin Peaks fan. And I've got to say, he, he really pulled off a great event last year. But I don't think there's any direct uh, Twin Peaks connections to Richmond that I know of. I think I heard someone in the past was, you know, there's always been a Twin Peaks festival up in this area, which is quite a ways away from, from a lot of the country. And they wanted to, or someone wanted to, to create a sort of Twin Peaks festival on the East Coast so people could maybe and, uh, you know, socialize with fans, um, make it a little easier maybe for for that side of the country to, to get that. <laughs> but n- neither one of you, are, are you relatively close, Brad, or are you still quite a ways away from this festival um i am like a i live in nashville so it's about a 10 hour drive but i'm gonna be flying up there i'm gonna be on another panel this weekend at awesome con in washington dc so i'm just gonna take that whole week and enjoy that part of the country nice and so then uh looking forward so i i believe does the festival the great southern starts uh next week the ninth is that right Mm-hmm. Somewhere, yeah, Thursday or Friday. I think they're doing a few things even before that. Uh, and, but the main the main events are going to be next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you guys are part of it. What what are you what are you slated to do as part of this? What if we were going to come see what 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 could we yeah. expect? Well, Brad, you did it last year, right? You were on the the panel last year for yeah, they writing I about something. 
I did a little panel with Charlotte and Kimmy talking about my book. And then this year, Charlotte is releasing her own memoir. I think it came out today. Go out and get yeah. it. Um, and there's going to be a writer's panel, myself, John, and David Bushman, and Scott Ryan from the Red Room podcast. And we're just going to talk about the uh, writing about Twin Peaks and the whole phenomena. I imagine it will branch out into just you know, fan reaction and um, fan appreciation. And um, I, from my own point of view, I'd love to talk about just you know analyzing certain parts of the of the show because that's what I like to do. Um, I've I've not been there. I was not there last year, so this is my first time going out. But I am looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to be out there next week and see Brad again and Scott again and um, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, just have a good time. And so you say uh, Charlotte Stewart, who played Betty Briggs, she has a, a new book coming out? Yeah, I and, believe her memoir came out today, June 1st. You can get it on Amazon. And I've got to say, Charlotte was one of the very first people I ever interviewed in my life. And it was because I met her at a festival, and she was such a great storyteller. And I was kind of thinking in the back of my head talking to her, I was like, this is so infinitely interesting, and this needs to be documented. So I cannot wait. I'm so glad that she is doing her own book. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that book. I heard her interviewed on, a, I think, the Twin Peaks on Wrapped podcast, uh, and I, I have actually interviewed her, too, for Wrapped in Plastic. Uh, uh, she, but she does have good stories to tell, and she has got quite a history in, you know, in the entertainment industry in Hollywood. Uh, obviously, you know, Twin Peaks is is a great you know part of her life, but she was in Eraserhead, and that is yeah, I mean that's <laughs> phenomenal right there to have been involved in that production and to have a significant role in that. Um, sadly, one of the few principles that we can still really uh, talk to about that. So, um, I look forward to reading her book. She got great great stuff to talk about. Hmm. Okay, and so now I've I made it to the website here. I, it's the Great Southern NRVA dot com, and now I just want to see if uh, who some of the other folks are that we can see. Do you guys happen to know? Oh well, I know that uh, well Kimmy Robertson. We mentioned that she's another uh, one of obviously one significant uh, actor from the series. Uh, she played Lucy. Is there? Uh, as far as the writers, I know, Brad, you mentioned uh, Scott Ryan is there, who does um, the Red Room podcast, and he's got some, uh, he's got a film that he did about the Twin Peaks Festival, so he's there with that. And then David Bushman, and um, I've got to apologize to his co-author, I can't remember uh, his name, I, I'm sorry about that, but he Art, and Arthur. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they they have a new book out, the Twin Peaks FAQ, uh, which uh, they'll be talking about that too, and um, that'll be fun to hear them. They've got a good sense of humor and, um, uh, and some interesting uh, thoughts about Twin Peaks. So th those are the folks uh, who are on, <clears throat> including Brad and me, on the um, on the writers panel, uh, and uh, I mean. I don't want to say we're the celebrities. The celebrities are Kim and Charlotte. <laughs> and then I guess uh, the uh, – and then there's some – I've not been, but I know there's some great bands, and I'm looking forward to all of that too. So we get to hear some music. 
I can't wait to ask John more about his new book because I've been oh. reading it piece by piece uh, the last few weeks, and I'm just loving it. And I hope everybody oh. listening goes out and <laughs> picks it up because I love it. Oh, thanks, Brad. I appreciate that. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. My, my book is uh, a, a collection of pieces of, of what's already been printed in wrapped in plastic. So it's got episode guide and some interview material and some essays that, that I wrote. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's wrapped in plastic again. And it, it, it's called The Essential Wrapped in Plastic? Yes, that's exactly right. It's the essential wrapped in plastic, and I called it that because what I tried to pull out of those 75 issues was the sort of essential Twin Peaks-related material. We covered a lot of different things in wrapped in plastic, uh, a lot of the other works of David Lynch, the other works of Mark Frost, uh, and um, you know the other actors, too. Uh, so we, the X-Files, as you know, uh, so I, I wanted to kind of condense the Twin Peaks material, and I and and I only took a portion of that. There's a great deal of Twin Peaks material in the magazine. It's not in my book. So go get the magazine on eBay and from uh, WrappedInPlastic.com. That's uh, Craig's father, Howard Miller, runs that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I I tried to put it together in some sort of logical manner, and uh, so people can can get. Uh, some of that material that may be out of print now. Wonderful. I had no idea. So that's great. That's something that I'm going to have to check out myself here. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Um, So it was kind of a blow when uh, David Bowie passed, and that's too bad because it would have been interesting to see him pop back up into this realm again. Oh, that would have been fantastic to see David in the storyline, I, uh, I, I, you know, I heard through. I think it was, uh, Harry Goaz, uh, who played Deputy Andy, did a short interview here in Dallas, of all places, where he lives here, um, uh, where he sort of said, "Well, there was supposed to be a, a, a part there for David Bowie, There's, you know, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen." Brad, I bet you know a little bit more about it than I do. I've just heard that they definitely wanted Bowie to reprise his role, but obviously the timing didn't work out. So I know it was planned, yeah. but it's unfortunate. But, you know, I am so happy and thankful to see uh, Catherine Coulson's name, who played the yeah. log lady, on the cast oh. list. I, I think I would have been very heartbroken if her name was not on that list. Yeah, I think seeing Catherine Coulson was the best news of there. There are the best ones was there, and uh, I have no idea how much she was able to do uh, for the series. I I suspect there may be new Log Lady introductions um, that might fit with um, what she was able to contribute. But who knows? Who knows? But anything we Catherine Coulson's Log Lady, perfect. Huh. There's also some wild card names on here in that kind of David Bowie realm. He David Lynch likes to play with musicians, and I noticed Trent Reznor is on this list. Mm-hmm. Trent Reznor, I think, uh, didn't he do some music for Lost Highway with Lynch? I for, that's for, right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And so you know, Lynch makes connections with musicians. He loves yes. Uh, he loves musicians, and he uh, he's, he's worked with them in the past. Of course, Chris Isaac. Uh, he started 
Isaac, uh, all the way back in Blue Velvet, to try to get some Chris Isaac songs together for for that movie. And then, of course, Chris Isaac was in Firewalk with Me. Uh, David Bowie was in Firewalk with Me. And, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that we see some musicians who we don't normally see as, as actors. Eddie Vedder, Sharon Van Etten. Exactly. Oh. You know, and it's funny, Eddie Vedder, I remember, you know, some of the Pearl Jam videos that came out in the 90s. And, it, you know, Twin Peaks was still very resonant then. And seeing Eddie Vedder singing reminded me in some ways of Bob uh, to, to some extent. But he had a Twin Peaks vibe, I thought, way back then. So seems perfect for for the new show my my favorite musician in a lynch movie has got to be billy ray cyrus i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great one yeah there you go that's there's another example <laughs> yeah well so now it seems like we've lost a number of the prominent uh cast members could you do a quick rundown for me just i think i off the top of my head Major Bricks is past in Log yeah. Log Lady also. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's well, see. I'm not going to be able to remember them all offhand, but uh, the the uh, you know, Don Davis, of course, who played Major Briggs, uh, is gone. Uh, Frank Silva, who played Bob, is gone. Um, uh, Jack Nance, who played Pete Martell, is gone. Yeah. Uh, some of the older characters, of course, um, uh, John Boylan, who played Mayor Milford. Uh, and uh, I, I, there are probably some others in there, unfortunately. Tank Warden, uh, who was Senor Drill Cup. But yeah. He was, oh, cool. he was like 99, I think. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the milk will get cool on you. Yeah. <laughs> Little Jimmy Scott, yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. I almost got to see him in concert in 2010, but timing didn't work out. I was really bummed out about that. Oh, man, that's too bad. Yeah, that would have been cool. In addition to those actors, though, there are a few who aren't appearing in, as far as we know, who weren't on the cast list. Brad, what do you think? Do you think there are some names that may, some actors who may still appear in the show, even though they're not on the cast list? Uh, If they're a speaking part, I don't know. It's so hard to tell in some rationale makes me think that that's it. If their name yeah. is on that list, it's a speaking part. Um, you know, I know some actors have kind of come out of the woodwork and said, I, I worked on Twin Peaks, but they may have been edited out. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it would be weird. I mean, if you're going to put Catherine Coulson on the casting list, yeah, and but then you went in and put in David Bowie, when you look back at that announcement, I think it would be in poor taste uh, but, you know, to kind of they, play with people like that. My gut tells me if there's a surprise that's not on that casting list, I don't think it will be more than two or three. Uh, but, it, it, again, it's a toss-up. I have no idea. I wonder <laughs> if uh, there were some, you know, Lynch is super secretive, as far as I know, about this, this production. Uh, even back on the original series, uh, they were careful information from getting out so that's why we had in the famous Bob Kills Maddie sequence they shot it with Ray Wise uh, as Leland but then they also shot it with Richard Beamer as Ben Horn so as to keep the the mystery um, you know from from getting out from getting the pollution from getting out they they were deliberate and aware uh, about what they were doing 
And I, that, that sort of stuck with me a little bit. Is there something that they're like, you know, so I guess, I guess what I'm thinking is uh, I was very, very surprised that Heather Graham's name was not on that list because it seems like the series ends with that question, how's Annie? Uh, of course they can just say, well, Annie died. And then we, you know, and then we know, okay, she's not there. But I, I wonder if we get some sort of surprise, you know, and they deliberately kept it from us by, you know, keeping it off the cast list that Annie Blackburn, you know, pops up again. I know this sort of gets down into a real nitty gritty fan, you know, um, into the weeds kind of thing. But uh, at the same time, it, it seems like it would, I wouldn't put it past them. Let me say that, that they might still have a surprise or two up there. So I'm still mad that Eric DeRay is not returning. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that was uh oh Shelley's Leo Leo yeah Leo yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um is who else is missing like prominent that are there uh, I think another a prominent name is Michael J Anderson is not there Sheriff Truman uh, and uh, well of course he's well, we know that Sheriff <laughs> I I don't want to know I don't have any spoilers I only this is one spoiler I know I think it's pretty definitive that uh, Sheriff Truman the character is in the story. Uh, but Michael Onkeen is not playing, so they yep. recast. I can confirm that from my my spies. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then I think one of the big questions is um, we did not see uh, either actress who played um, Donna on the list, so we didn't see Lara Flynn Boyle or um, uh, Moira Kelly on the list. And I just, again, I have this weird feeling that Donna's going to be in it, but it's going to be a third, a different uh, actor playing Donna. So we'll see. Huh. <laughs> you know, for every version of Twin Peaks, you have to have a different Donna. That's, that's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two other very ambiguous absences for me were Kenneth Welsh, who played Wyndham Earl. I thought that would uh, work really cool in the lodge. Yeah. And Ian Buchanan as Dick Tremaine. I loved that character. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I kind of – it's funny because uh, um, I think Walter Olkowitz's name is on the list, if I'm not mistaken. And I know in Twin Peaks it doesn't matter if a character has died. You can still have the actor portray that character. Uh, so I assume Walter Olkowitz will be playing Jacques Renault again um, and, uh, so, and a character who has died. Uh, whereas we have, in, in the case of Ian Buchanan uh, uh, and Dick Tremaine, he, you know, he, you know, when the series ended, he was still alive, and it would have been nice to follow at least a little bit of what happened to him in the 25 years. Billy Zane, is he on there? Did he end up coming back? <laughs> no. No. Boy, I don't think his name is on there. No. No, it's not. And then uh, what is – I can't think of Josie's – Oh, uh, that's a – that's a big name, Joan Chen, yeah. Is she on there? That was another one. <laughs> I suspected maybe Joan Chen would show up at some point in the series because just like Annie, I think Joan Chen, the fate of the Josie character is, uh, to me, one of the great, great mysteries of the show and something that I certainly look forward to, to finding out you know, the resolution to. So... Maybe she's not there. I hope it would. She, she would show up. Somehow they've got to tell us what happened to Josie. Piper Laurie is another huge absence, and mm. 
I think oh. when you take for me when I take some of this into account without Joan Chin, without Piper Laurie, it feels to me like Lynch and Frost are going to tell the story they really want to tell, and they're not going to shoehorn in a character just for the sake of it. That's what sure. some of this. That's what I take away from some of that casting list. Uh, so it's another reason to <laughs> heighten expectations. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully soon. Okay. Well, so do you? We're we're just about out of time. Do either one of you? Well, what what kind of closing thoughts do you have? I think everyone should go out and buy John's book <laughs> on Amazon. Okay. I think everyone should go out and buy Brett's book. So there you go, Brett. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, it is. Uh, Brad mentioned you know earlier. It is this, you know, we're going to the story of Dale Cooper. I've got to tell you, um, having been a fan of day it first aired, uh, and living through the years of uh, writing about it, uh, there's certain in my life where I, I said it publicly, and I think I said it in writing, uh, so it's there forever. Uh, there will never be another Twin Peaks. There just won't be. And the fact that there is, and in fact that it's already shot, and we're going to see it. It's just a great, great gift and a treat. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a great time to be a Twin Peaks fan. It really is. So uh, I think we all uh, should be grateful for Lynch and Frost getting back together again. And, yeah, heightened expectations, as Brad said, for what's coming. It's kind of like uh, all the Twin Peaks fans are kids of divorced parents that got back together 25 years later, and <laughs> and everybody is happy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's good. Well, so what are you um what are you what are you guys what are you working on in the future? Do you have any projects that are Twin Peaks based, or do you have anything that you're working on that is completely uh, away from this kind of thing? To start, Brad, tell us a little bit about your podcast. I know you started a podcast. How, how has that been going? Yeah, last December I started a podcast. It's called The Brad Dukes Show because I just couldn't think of anything else to call it. And I basically bring on whoever I want to talk to. Uh, I've been celebrating the 30th anniversary of the film Big Trouble in Little China. Had some of the actors and crew uh, as interview, interview guests. So that's been a lot of fun. I just love interviewing people, and it's a great outlet while I wait for Twin Peaks to come back. Yeah, and I, you know, the book uh, that I've been working on just came out a month ago, so so I'm kind of just coming off of working on that. Um, I'm trying to put up some new material every other week or so on my blog to kind of keep Twin Peaks out there. Uh, something, you know, I'm contributing something to the Twin Peaks fandom. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens after the show airs. Maybe I'll get back to writing again. We'll writing some new stuff about it. Um, I'm not promising, and I'm not threatening. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Has David Lynch ever... I mean, this is something that I'm surprised I've never seen. Because there's... When I read Brad's book, it struck me what a family this whole thing is, and you see it sometimes in these, in these Twitter shots that we get from where they're doing a, mm -hmm. a cast dinner or something, and you really sense uh, the closeness between the people. But then, the the interesting thing when I read Brad's book was how he became a part of this thing because he took a view that very few 
if anyone, maybe David Lynch and Mark Frost had of this whole grand thing. I'm just wondering if if David Lynch is going to include you guys at some point. Are you guys going to become <laughs> cast members? Oh gosh, I don't think so. <laughs> I would never expect anyone. I can confirm I will not be in the third season. I've got to give David Lynch some credit. Uh, every time I have ever reached out to him or his office, I have gotten a response. You know, it was, it's always been a no, but it's been a response. And that's more I can say for a lot of people I have tried to engage before. I, I think Lynch uh, understood that there, and still does, understands that there's a devoted fan base uh, to Twin Peaks, and he has been attentive to it to the extent that he's comfortable. I, I know that he recorded little uh, messages to the Twin Peaks Festival that they have played on movie night. So he is aware of that. Uh, he was certainly aware of Raft and Plastic when we were doing that, and um, we were in contact uh, with his office uh, on occasion. As Brad said, they were always responsive. And I think very respectful of the fans. Um, so I, I think Lynch prefers to be reclusive in regards to the fan community, uh, but I still think he is certainly part of that family that you see. He's there for the actors, um, and he loves Twin Peaks. You know, He just loves being behind the camera and in front of the camera when it comes to Twin Peaks. Well, that was 42 Minutes. Thank you both so much for sharing it with us. My pleasure. Absolutely love talking to you. Thank you for having us. You bet. You've been listening to John Thorne and Brad Dukes on 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com. Be sure and check out their books and their websites, to which we'll link for more information about the SyncBook, our guests to check out past shows, or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. Please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio, and video, as well as monthly online hangouts with the hosts. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much. And Cooper, you remind me today of a small Mexican chihuahua. (laughs) 